Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, where during the regular season we talk all things NFL fantasy football. But on this episode we'll talk almost exclusively about last weekend's championship games. Thanks to everyone who's listened to even a minute of our ramblings this season, and if you've passed on the pod and have introduced friends to the show as well, then you can class yourselves as first ballot Hall of Famers to our fanciful Hall of Fame. As always, if there's anything that you want to ask us, or just send us your NFL-related memes, you can do so on hello at 2 com. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. So then, boys, we've uh, we made it. 286 games played in the NFL and then just one game remaining. Um, so before we come on to that, Little bit, really. Little case of a Super Bowl. Uh, let's touch on last weekend's games. Let's start off with the Bengals against the Chiefs. So, Scully, did you did you watch this one? Have you caught the highlights? And and yeah, talk us through this one. Yeah, I caught the highlights this morning, and uh, it's always uh, always for me when I wake up in the morning on uh, on Monday to watch the highlights. It's a case of just trying my best not to check anything to understand what the score is so I can uh, I can watch it obviously throughout and, and be completely gripped usually to uh, to the end and this one didn't disappoint so fantastic game from, from what I saw from the highlights I know if you ask uh, Joe in our group who's a Bengals mm-hmm. fan he might disagree especially with some of the decisions or some of the things that you, you won't see on the highlights like a uh, Two third downs for uh, for Kansas City, etc. But but for me as a neutral and uh, having a slight preference towards KC because of uh, of the big Yeti, <laughs> then um, then no, what what a what a good game. Just they were in it till the end. They were exciting. Uh, two probably the most exciting teams, and uh, for me. It didn't disappoint, and I'm uh, I'm happy that that my prediction came in, and we're we're looking at Casey in the final. Yeah, great, great looking towards the the Super Bowl, if you like, at the end. But but for the Chiefs to take it with time running out, really twenty three twenty. I mean, I I'm looking when I was looking back and watching it that to start off, I guess the Chiefs started electric, really. In terms of defense, sacking Burrow what three times I think on that first drive, which compared to last week's games against the Bills, the Bengals just didn't really put them off too much, or there wasn't too many kind of sweeps or um, what play actions or anything like that really. So it almost seemed a bit more straightforward and took a backward step. I think the Bengals, which I guess put the put the Chiefs on top. Um, but having said that, um, only two field goals from the Chiefs. To start off with, so held them fairly nicely. Um, Travis Kelsey, typical Travis Kelsey fashion, touchdown, but that was on fourth and one as well. Caught a touchdown, and again, Mahomes, Kelsey, they're just on some some sort of different wavelength, aren't they? Mahomes rolls out a little bit, Kelsey just sits there in a little bit of a pocket that he can find, receives a touchdown. Um, and then before half time as well, so the Bengals kick a field goal on a five yard line. 
which again, so close to the end zone, but couldn't quite squeeze it over, which meant that they just held them to two field goals in the first half. So Cincinnati going in at the break with just six points. Um, and then kind of fast forwarding really right towards the end. So yeah, so 2020 with what, with time running out or with about 10, 15 seconds left, Mahomes is running out of bounds. And I don't know about you, Charlie, but there was a little bit of a dive from Mahomes. I think he was out of bounds. He was pushed. There was a flag, rightly so. But the arms went out and uh, and he's gone down a bit early. What did you make of that? Yeah, he definitely made the most of it. Um, he, he knew what he was doing. Um, they weren't close enough. I think it would have been a 60-yard field goal at that point. So as soon as he feels anything, uh, I think if it had been on the line, he'd have still been throwing himself on floor like that to try and to try and draw a flag. Um, but either, even with his injury, I mean, he, he didn't particularly... I, I did stay, I stayed up and watched it. Um, he wasn't particularly mobile. So it wasn't really until right at the end that he started looking to run. Just before that, um, he, he tried to run uh, through a gap. and Normally he would have made it, and then uh, he ended up dumping it off to one of the backup tight ends. Um and it just showed that he wasn't quite comfortable. He wasn't quite there. Um, and, and Kansas City seemed to be just... The, the team was disintegrating uh, towards the end. The amount of injuries that they had on offense. Um, and it, it seemed relatively easy for the Bengals because they were double-teaming Kelsey uh, in that final quarter. And then there wasn't really anybody else to go to at, at, they picked up so many injuries, but it just came down to to Kansas City's defense as well. I mean, uh, that final final drive for the Bengals um, when Chris Jones sacks Burrow. I mean, he, he made a big deal last year about not performing like he should. I think he actually had older Burrow at some point last year. Uh, and he managed to escape, and then obviously they came away with a win um, this year. I mean, the guy was absolutely unbelievable. I think all, all, all their uh, defensive line were great, but Chris Jones especially. Um, the guy's an absolute machine, and uh, yeah, he he, uh, he stepped up, made that big play uh, on that final drive, sacked Burrow, and then puts Mahomes, who's even injured, um, even with that injury, he's still the one of the top quarterbacks, and and he he managed to to get him in a position where they could walk away with a win. Just on Chris Jones, though, um, I'm sure they mentioned. I mean, like like you said, absolutely outstanding, and he has been all season. And I'm sure they mentioned that was his first uh, sack that he got in in the postseason, mm. which it, which is. Yeah, which is which is an unbelievable start because he's such a player. Um, I think as well, you mentioned all the uh, the injuries that they had. At one point, I think they said that all their secondary or something were either rookies or they were they were second string or something at one point for for KC. But the defense, they were they were fantastic, causing turnovers, causing mayhem, and that that was the difference for me. It was. Silly penalties, some dodgy decisions, uh, but turnover battle essentially won it as well. 
Yeah, it was a big competition between defences and Kansas City's defence just did better. They were more disciplined um, and, and they were getting the job done because they've both, they're both dangerous offences, um, but Kansas City just seemed to have the better of them uh, in terms of their defence, um, even without the weapons that Mahomes would normally rely on. Um, except that the Bengals were sort of handing it to them, the amount of penalties that they were giving away, uh, and then obviously that um, personal foul right at the end, giving them an extra 15 yards. I mean, that, that summed it up, really. Um, they were masters their own downfall in terms of the Bengal defence. I'll just have a look at some of the stats as well behind behind everything that we're talking about. and. And the Bengals' rushing offence, so Mixon, 19 yards, Pirine, 22 yards, and the highest scoring rusher was Burrow with 30 yards. Now, looking at those, you'd be thinking, oh, well, they must have been well behind. <laughs> They're just going to go to the pass. They're going to need to catch up with this scoring, and obviously they weren't at all. So for the fact that they've gone away from that, and again with a banged-up or back-up offensive line, uh, they say it all the time in commentary that if you can rush instead of passing, you've got you're on the front foot straight away. You can kind of go forwards rather than kind of stepping back and having to defend against your Chris Jones, Frank Clark, whoever it might be that's coming down on Burroughs. But but they moved away from that pretty quick. Um, and then just on the flip side as well. So so Mahomes, have a guess. Either of you want to have a guess how many rushing yards Mahomes got all game? I know it was less than ten. Because I heard him say it on the uh, on the commentary last night. Yeah, and, and amazingly, really, not the fact that obviously, because again, it is immobile, the ankle, high ankle sprain. But the the biggest play of the game potentially was that last play, and yeah, he got eight rushing yards. So eight rushing yards, and he probably gained, I don't know, he might have started off negative yards, so maybe nine yards on that last play, something around that. So not that he's timed it to perfect to perfection or to the biggest time of the game but but that's when it counts and that's when it's coming and and again we've said it all season really but MVS Marcos Valdez Scantling six receptions 116 yards um Kadarius Tony I think that he had a few catches it's only been noted down as one but I'm sure he had a few catches but maybe brought back for a few penalties he was uh, in, he went off injured uh, early he got a, an ankle injury early on Tony yeah, so there's a few players there that it can it easily just it just spreads it around nicely, doesn't it? There's there's no shortage of backups. Yeah, MVS really stepped up once they started um, dropping away because of injuries. He, he really stepped up and he, he had a big game, um, a lot of a lot of um, big runs, big plays downfield for him. Uh, he made a couple of unbelievable catches. And Tony. He, um... He dropped one quite early on in the end zone, didn't he? Yeah. So I think yeah. the commentators thought that he'd, uh, he'd caught it and he were walking away knowing that it wasn't a catch. So let's move on to the NFC and Eagles against the 49ers. So what I'd, what I had predicted beforehand was a fairly comfortable Eagles win based on the Eagles performance last week and then the 49ers performance against the Cowboys last week but but certainly not in a fashion or with that script how it went down so Eagles ended up 31-7 winners however not in the way I would have seen it so Charlie what did you make of this one and um, and probably in fairness the bad luck that the 49ers were hit with 
Yeah, they were hit with bad luck, but I think that came down to, uh, well, yeah, Reddick was the, running absolute riot, wasn't he? Um, putting a lot of pressure on on the quarterback. Obviously, Purdy ended up getting injured and, and coming out. Um, and then it it was just, well, uh, I don't even know, is it Johnson, the lad that came in for... Uh, for the 49ers yeah. he's, he's played for something stupid like 14 teams or like he's, he's been around the NFL uh, since God were a lad I think um, but there's a reason that he hasn't made it there's a reason that he's flitted from team to team and it showed because I mean how many um, delay a game calls were there I know the link's loud and um Communication's not exactly great for an away team uh, on offense, but no, I, Mahomes I mean, come on, you're playing in the NFL, you're a backup quarterback, you've got to be able to keep an eye on the play clock and, and not be putting yourself at a disadvantage with, with stupid penalties like that. Um, but the, the Eagles just across the board <laughs> looked fantastic. Um, I thought Hurts looked good, looked... Uh, healthy. I thought he, he well, he didn't need to put himself at risk with any particular runs. Um, obviously, they they got over the line with um, with a ninety-two percenter hmm. um, with, for the uh, for the QB sneak to get him in for the touchdown. So he, he's clearly happy to do that uh, and put himself on the line there. But he didn't have to do that much rushing. Uh, Sanders and Gamewell both looked very good. Um, the, the receivers, it was it was spread out. There was nobody particularly um, making huge plays. Obviously, that Devonta Smith play that maybe shouldn't have been caught, maybe shouldn't have stood, but, I mean, the officials didn't call it. They got up and snapped it early doors, um, and the Niners didn't challenge. So you've got to play the cards you dealt, haven't you? And, and, the, um, and they certainly took advantage of that. Uh, but the defense were 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 unbelievable. I say le- led by Reddick, the guy was absolutely on fire, and uh, and if they take that into into the Super Bowl, especially if the Chiefs are a little bit banged up, um, he he could be dangerous. Uh, look at, looking ahead to that, uh, the guys the guys um, yeah he's on fire. I know we mentioned about Chris Jones for the Chiefs. Um, it could be a story of, of two big defensive linemen. Um, and, and making plays uh, like that that, that are potentially game changing because he certainly was um, for the for the Eagles yesterday. Yeah, and that's what's that's what's done done it so well for the Eagles, I guess, this season. That it has been Reddick primarily as the main pass rusher, but then you you double team him, you make sure he's covered. You got Brandon Graham on the other side, Joshua Hargrave, a defensive tackles, got over ten sacks, and then even just the others on the defensive. Defensive line right in the middle. So yeah, Fletcher Cox, um, and then bringing in Linval Joseph and Domakong Sue drafted um, Jordan Davis as well. So it does feel like a bit of an all-star team now. Whether it is too good to be true coming into the game next weekend, but but this one just gone as soon as we got that that early-ish lead and fairly comfortably, it was all down to the 49ers defense, wasn't it? And and I think the 49ers defense played okay, but it was just kind of all it needs is one one lapse in concentration or one one run to break through per drive, 
and that's it. And then that's your touchdown, and that's another another six, another seven points, uh, and game over, really. Scully, is that how you saw it as well? Did you see it as a, again, maybe would have been, could have been more of an even game if Brock Purdy had stayed, stayed fit and stayed in the game throughout? Yeah, could have been. It was. It started off pretty well, didn't it? Opening drive, um, touchdown. Uh, really good opening drive. I think what were it, 66 yards, 11 plays, something like that. Um, then, then they, then they came back a little bit. Then it was just punt, punt, punt. It looked like it was going to be a really tight affair. Uh, defenses on top, and uh, I mean there were a couple of, again decisions that luckily for think we talked about decisions in the KC game earlier that could have had a bit of an effect uh, these ones didn't in the end uh, which is which is good like the um, the punt that hit the wire obviously that didn't come come back and affect uh, the game was was it a fumble when Purdy got injured or was it was it an incompletion? That's still, I'd say, a little bit debatable. But in the end, they, they didn't really matter, those decisions. I think, uh, as Tom's mentioned, the um, when Purdy, Purdy went out of the game and the journeyman came in, um, <laughs> they, they had no chance, really. It was, it was woeful. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the teams that he's played for. So, Oakland Raiders... Obviously, <laughs> they've, they've moved. Um, Washington Redskins, they're no longer called, called the Washington Redskins, but the best teams that he's played for, for me, are the Sacramento Mountain Lions, the San Diego Fleet, and the Los Angeles Wildcats. And he didn't actually make it a full year at those sides either, so you can tell why he's a fourth-string quarterback that's uh, been practically everywhere in the league since 2008. And... Um, yeah, it just it just wasn't good from then. But don't take anything away from um, the Eagles. I thought they were I thought they were good. They they stuck to to the game plan. They just ran it down San Francisco's throat. Um, Hurts, you mentioned it, Tommy didn't really have to do anything, but there were a couple of times that he did put himself on the line, and he doesn't slide, does he? He goes head first into things, and uh, that was a good sign for for Philadelphia, looking that he's. He's fit, he's healthy, and he's willing to do that. The QB sneak as well. There was a few of them, obviously one for the touchdown. Um, yeah, they look very good. Very good, the Eagles. And um, like you said, Ash, probably not the, the scripted way. It, it could have, probably should have been closer, but uh, ultimately it, it wasn't in the end. And uh, for, we've got the two best teams for me in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly that, really. Um, I think... With a rookie, what, seventh-round quarterback, fit or not, uh, to get all the way to the championship game, brilliant, but that is probably borderline the limit. And and, and just kind of to finish up on that game, that the Eagles still scored 31 points on what was meant to be the NFL's best defence with, I think, Fred Warner went out for a couple of plays that first, that first drive, but all in all, they've got their starters on defence and still managed to do OK, whether they kind of change tactic a little bit with the score, how it was, uh, I'm not sure, but but still, so yeah, good result, and then even managed to pull one or two starters, I think, just right at the end, just in case that's always the the worry, um, especially kind of comparing it to, so so Mahomes, um, not going to be 100%, I wouldn't have thought, in two weeks' time, I still see certain things about Kelsey, even, that, even a back problem that seemed to come out of nowhere on some of the NFL.com 
uh, news reports on Saturday before the game, but but didn't seem to affect him one little bit in the game. So I think it looks like a really, really good matchup of an experienced, clever team in the Chiefs against an Eagles that's that's full of probably full of all stars, full of superstars, but it's a totally different team barring about three players from the 2017 championship winning team. So so really, really young, young head coach, young quarterback. And I think it'll be a really great matchup with whether it's the Kelsey brothers, whether it's Andy Reid going back, whatever it might be. There's a few good storylines there as well. Um, we'll wait until next week to do a full deep dive on it. But early thoughts, Charlie, what what are you thinking? Predictions or even maybe just seeing how it goes a week and a half out? I think the I think the Eagles are going to be too strong for KC. I think KC would have to be going in with a full strength team to be able to challenge, and they haven't got that. They've got their their number one player is still carrying a sprained ankle, um, which typically takes about six weeks to heal. They were saying, and it's going to be what three weeks in. He played on it this week, so. He's not really resting, so he's certainly not going to be a hundred percent. And then with other players that they've got injured, I just think that they would have to be, they'd have to have the the number one team out. Um, and it always comes down to that for Super Bowl. It's it's always the case of which team can stay fit. Um, it's a long, hard season, and it shows. Look at the Forty ers The Forty ers um, looked like they could have could have challenged injuries then play their part and now they're out um and and it, it like it was a case last year with uh, with the rams they they managed to stay fit uh, the longest they had the fittest team and and they came away with a win and i think apart from hertz's shoulder niggle i think that the eagles sort of superstars are all pretty much there or thereabouts um and i think they will be too strong for for the chiefs yeah, let's hope. Scully, thinking similar? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be interesting for Philly as well because they like to be the underdog. They like to have that bit of a chip on the shoulder and it's them against the world type mentality. But uh, I think they're going into this as favourites, which will be interesting to see how they, how they cope with that. Because I think that will probably benefit KC going in as the underdogs. They, uh, they've now got something to to prove but ultimately like Tom said I think it's going to come down to uh, who can get healthy and I hope I hope everybody's healthy I hope everybody's fighting fit and it's a it's an exciting game but they've got two weeks now to to sort that to get healthy to get the game plans in order and it's it should be a really exciting final so looking forward to it yeah let's hope so and uh, and I know you've already got your your KC number 87 jersey on the way so um so yeah no, no biases from, from well, from either of us, obviously. And that's that. Over a week to wait now, with that Christmas Eve feeling, praying that jolly old Saint Nick Sirianni brings us that Lombardi. Join us next week, where we'll take a much closer look at that Super Bowl Fifty Seven matchup. Big Yeti, baby!